Welcome to Jesus Loves the World podcast. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name. Following on from last week's sermon, the one who is the first and last was dead but now alive. We come to episode three of our seven-part series titled The Seven Letters. They are the seven letters to the seven churches in the book of the Revelation of Jesus. Remember, Jesus is speaking words which God the Father gave him, and the way of doing so is by his Spirit to the church of the time and throughout the ages. So let us look into the letter to the church in Pergamos. Revelation chapter 2, verses 12 to 13. And to the angel of the church in Pergamos write, These things says he who has the sharp two-edged sword, I know your works, and where you dwell, where Satan's throne is. And you hold fast to my name, and did not deny my faith even in the days in which Antipas was my faithful martyr, who was killed among you, where Satan dwells. He who has the sharp two-edged sword is Jesus. The sword of his mouth does battle against the lies, strongholds, deceptions, and evil. A two-edged sword cuts both ways. Jesus, the Word who became flesh, speaks forth his word of truth and light, cutting through the darkness. Again, Jesus says in this letter, as he did in the previous, I know your works as he is the eternal, all-knowing, all-seeing, all-powerful one. He not only knows those who are his, but where they dwell. They dwell in amongst a place where Satan has been given power and authority by the church. This has occurred somehow through false prophets and false doctrine. Yet even in persecution, Jesus says there are those who hold fast to my name, and did not deny my faith. In holding fast to his name, they did not renounce their identity in him or give their total allegiance away from him to another. To hold fast to his name is to hold on to everything of who he is, what he has done and will do. That is his identity, his promises, his truth, his love, his victory, his authority, his essence, his peace, his power, his joy, his goodness, his self-control, his gentleness, his kindness, and yes, his faithfulness. Jesus gives them honour and said, There are those who did not deny my faith. Jesus said, my faith. Faith in this context has dual meaning. It is complete trust and strong conviction in God and Jesus Christ as the only way for salvation, forgiveness and guaranteed eternal life. 
Faith in this context also means truth itself. That is, the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Jesus, when he walked the earth as a man, declared in John 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This scripture was in the context of Jesus comforting his disciples. He begins with his words of peace and truth and life. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. Jesus reveals that to believe in him is to believe in the Father, and to believe in the Father is to believe in him. Jesus continues, In my Father's house are many mansions. To go deeper, please listen to our podcast, The Dwelling Place of Peace. Jesus has complete trust and oneness with the Father. The Father's will was his will, and his will was the Father's will. Jesus on the cross committed his spirit into the Father's hands. He completely and totally trusted the Father with everything, including becoming flesh and blood, walking the earth as a man, and his life, death and resurrection as a man. Jesus is saying to the church in Pergamos and to us today that those who choose him and have given total allegiance to him have received his truth and faith. Let us continue. Revelation chapter 2, verses 14 to 15. But I have a few things against you, because you have there those who hold the doctrine of Balaam who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the children of Israel, to eat things sacrificed to idols, and to commit sexual immorality. Thus you also have those who hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which thing I hate. Jesus brings his truth into the situation. There are those who have allowed false prophets and false teaching to come into the church. The false doctrine and lies have been given power. In doing so, they have been elevated above God's truth. In this compromise, they have declared what is wrong according to God as good. Balaam was a prophet that was not of God. He could be bought at a price, yet he knew the power of God as he was unable to curse God's people when commissioned by Balak to do so. As a result, to corrupt God's people, he taught Balak to put a stumbling block before them. Using the seduction of Satan, he lured them to give their allegiance to idols, eat things sacrificed to them, and commit sexual immoral acts in worship of them. There were those in this church at Pergamos that have compromised the truth. This letter is about false doctrine, false beliefs and the lies, deceptions and lures of Satan, who is the evil one. 
So Jesus, in his great love and amazing grace, tells them to change their mind and allegiance. He urges them to turn away from the gods of this world and the false teaching that had lured them and entrapped them. Jesus, in his great love for them and protection of them, says do not partake or eat of such things. He declared to them, Turn to me, I will set you free. Eat from me. When Jesus walked the earth as a man, before he went to the cross, he said the same words in a very different way. John chapter 6, verses 51 to 58. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate the manna, and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. The living bread is his flesh and blood sacrifice of himself. In him, when we receive his sacrifice, we have life eternal. It is the word Jesus sent from the living Father in heaven, who is the eternal bread of heaven. He came down to us as flesh and blood in human form. He became one of us and dwelt with us. Jesus, the Son of God, for all eternity, gives all of himself for us and to us. The reference of eating his flesh and drinking his blood is about giving total allegiance to him. As in the natural, when we eat and drink of something, it has become part of us, inside of us. In the spiritual, when we eat and drink of Jesus' flesh and blood sacrifice, that is, to receive him, is to give total allegiance to him, we become one with him. It is Jesus who gives himself as the life of the world. He from the bosom heart of the Father of life. Whoever believes and receives Jesus, gives total allegiance to him, will be raised up on the last day with resurrected glorified eternal bodies, just as Jesus. The resurrected Jesus reminds the first listeners and us today that he is the way, the truth, and the life. 
He is the source of it all for us. Daily we need to receive from him, to grow and thrive in him, one with him. Back to the letter to the church in Pergamos. Revelation chapter 2, verse 16. Repent, or else I will come to you quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Repent in this context means to think differently, reconsider, to change one's mind and as a result be empowered to destroy every lie, stronghold, deception and evil that has elevated itself above Jesus. With his truth, we tear down the throne that Satan, the evil one, has been allowed to build. It is the evil one's ambition to exalt his throne above the stars. He attempts to do this through lies, deceptions and contradictions. As the lies are believed, they become a stumbling block, a stronghold of destruction that controls and manipulates. In a renewed mind is healing, freedom and empowerment. Jesus not only brings healing, but freedom and empowerment. Jesus states to those who do not change their mind and continue to give their allegiance to the evil one that they are effectively declaring war on God. He will personally come and fight against them. He is the one, the only one, who can determine truth as he is truth. Or else I will come to you quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. It is part of his church who has compromised his truth. In giving this warning to them, urging them to change their mind and give their allegiance to him, they will be one with him and not an enemy to him. Jesus will personally come against those who knowingly pervert his truth in an attempt to lure his people away from him. Jesus urges, repent. Revelation chapter 2, verse 17. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes I will give some of the hidden manna to eat, and I will give him a white stone, and on the white stone a new name written which no one knows except him who receives him. To him who overcomes. That is all of us who have believed and received Jesus and have his name. We are his and he is ours. Jesus will personally give us some of the hidden manna to eat. Once again, the eating imagery depicts the oneness associated with identity. Manna is symbolic of God's supernatural provision and spiritual food. It is hidden to those who reject him. We will partake of him fully, and all will see we are his when we see him face to face. We will be given a white stone which is a symbol of purity and has no blame, 
we are totally innocent. We will live in the fullness of Jesus and our eternal identity, inheritance and provision. This is the full consumption of it all, when we receive our resurrected glorified bodies. The incredible intimacy that each one of us will have with Jesus is beyond what we have now with his spirit dwelling within. It is represented in the new name that is written, which no one knows except the one who receives it. Jesus gives us his name and that of our Father. We have this now. We have this in this life. And we will have in the things to come. But in a greater way. In a greater intimacy and oneness. In the completion of it all. That is our resurrected glorified bodies that dwell physically in the fullness of our identity in him. With him in our Father's house. There will be no more curse. All things will be made new. God has spoken. As he speaks, it is so. The one who has the sharp two-edged sword is coming back soon, and his reward is with him. Everything we inherit is in Jesus. He is the righteous warrior judge who is faithful and true. Behold, on the clouds he will come with all the armies of heaven, his mouth as a sharp sword. In his words of truth he shall divide those throughout the ages who have given their allegiance to evil from those who have given their allegiance to him. He will judge and destroy the empires of humanity, exposing and striking down everything that is attempted to exalt itself above him. He will slash to pieces evil and totally eliminate it and all its armies, hierarchical structures and manifestations. For he is the King of kings and Lord of lords. He rules and reigns in all his majesty, splendor and glory. With his truth, his name, his identity, his glory, we shall see him face to face and hear his words. Well done, good and faithful servant. Revelation chapter 21 Verses 5 to 7. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give it the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name.